Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Here with John Newman, Sports Card Nation, Hobby Quick Hits. Uh, very enjoyable, regular enjoyable podcast. Er, and uh, I just wanted to have John back, and I wanted to have an opportunity to talk about a couple of things that are uh, we, we share an interest in Jackie Robinson. And I thought I already did an episode on Jackie Robinson, but he's if anybody's worthy of uh, more than one episode, it's Jackie Robinson. So uh, well, this will be a tribute to Jackie Robinson. I don't, I don't think my sponsors are uh, concerned about that. That we, we probably wouldn't have the hobby the way we have it if 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 Jackie Robinson hadn't broken the color barrier and you know the rest is history. You think what happened in basketball and football and hockey and all those. I mean, it was the, the, the floodgates opened to a group of very talented uh, uh, people. So thanks, sponsors: Top Spinini Upper Deck. Heritage Auctions, Hugging the Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So uh, welcome, John. Uh, we've already done I, we've already done your origin story, and so I, and I strongly encourage people to listen to uh, Sports Card Nation. And, and uh, Hobby Hotline is another one that you share, but uh, then Hobby yeah. Kids. So you're pre- quite the prolific podcaster. <laughs> uh, but uh, today, uh, start us off. Why are you uh, – what, what what is your um, – why Jackie Robinson for you and, and tell, you know, cause you had no overlap with him as a person yeah. on this earth. Yeah. He, he actually died literally exactly a month before I was born. Uh, for those that don't know, and that's probably most, if not all, uh, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, obviously Jackie was a Brooklyn Dodger. My dad as a young uh, kid and a, a young teenager pretty much lived in Ebbets field and the Brooklyn Dodgers were everything to him. And so he passed those stories down to me. And then as a kid, Growing up in Brooklyn, you know, there's players, you know, Pittsburgh, Clemente, I know with, with you, Jackie was that iconic Brooklyn. We, we, you know, we, he was one of our, us. I know he's obviously originally from Georgia, but Brooklyn became uh, Jackie Robinson and vice versa. And so as a kid, hearing what he meant to my dad and then learning about him, uh, what he meant even off the field, which quite frankly is, is more impressive than, than even the stuff on the field. I just became, at a young age, it just left, a huge impression uh, on me and every book report, every speech or presentation uh, I did in school uh, really was him to the point where teachers uh, knew that and had to tell me like ahead of time when they were assigning the assignment and John, you have to pick someone else other than Jackie Robinson this time. When you were doing that, were you, were you book reporting uh, and, and Jackie Robinson, the man or the athlete or the social change guy? I mean, was it all the above or were you, I mean, what, what, what's the main connection there? Because he's a, a first-rank Hall of Famer, obviously, yeah, a multi-sport talented guy, but his biggest contribution is in the, in the social area of opening up our, our society. But what, what struck you was, I mean, it sounds like it's more than just the sports aspect. Yeah, for me, it's every, it's really, I know it's, it sounds like the cop-out answer, but it was, it was everything uh, to me. Even, even, you know, he's a five-sport athlete. A lot of people don't know he was a tremendous, even tennis player, track, basketball, baseball, football the society stuff, a guy that had his beliefs and was willing to uh, take a stand. I mean, even, you know, this is minor on the list of Jackie Robinson stuff, but, you know, he was traded. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. He was traded at towards the end of his career to the Giants, which was a, a rival of the, the Dodgers. And it, rather than play for a rival, it, you know, he, he was on the outs of the back end of his career, but he retired right then and there and just decided he didn't want to wear that on a uniform. And that, that was a guy, that was one of the first things I learned. And I said, man, there's a guy that's, just so strong and steadfast in, in his personal beliefs and how he feels that he's willing even to not play a sport 
he he loves uh, and, and and make a decision like that. And obviously, we both know he made a lot of uh, social ones uh, for for injustices and 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 those sort of things. And he just encompassed uh, everything to me as a kid growing up in Brooklyn. Real, you know, uh, I remember in kindergarten, uh, I was the only white kid in school, and I came home, and you know, I was raised by my grandparents, and I mentioned something. Uh, to my grandmother, and she, you know, sat me down, and she, you know, told me something that I, I remember to this day, and 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 still to this day, and she, she basically, the paraphrase, it was, it was a longer, you know, discussion, but she basically said to me, Johnny, there's good and, and bad in every religion, race, take people, you know, treat people fair, and, and be nice, and, and you know, don't see color, and, you know, and, and I learned at an early age, and some of my best friends uh, growing up were, were African American, and so, and then learning about Jackie, it just kind of all kind of the puzzle sort of fit to me. You know, I, you know, when you you as a podcaster, you know, once you say something on a podcast, you can't once you release it, it can't be erased. But yeah, I uh, I respect Jackie Robinson uh, even more for retiring, and I think I respect the Dodger organization of nineteen fifty. Yep late 56 or whenever that was respect yeah. them less to me. That's disrespectful to trade a guy who was still had game left in him. He, I'm sure he would have played in it. I'm guessing he would have played another year with the, with the Dodgers, but to sell him or I don't know if he was traded for somebody no good. Or yeah. Something. He was traded for a, a, a sort of a, a low end pitcher. Uh, Dick Littlefield. Yeah. 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 He's uh, I mean, nothing against Dick Littlefield, but you know, you got yeah. an iconic guy who spent 10 years with a franchise, but, uh, and, and, uh, but it's, it's getting older, you know, he was, he was yeah. not a, he was not a young rookie when he came in. Uh, but by then branch rookie was long gone. Yeah. So they got a new regime and of course they're leaving Brooklyn the, the you know, I guess a year later. Yeah. So the things really, really changed. And he, he would have been a big draw in LA because he went oh, to yeah. UCLA. Yep. 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 Walter, Walter O'Malley wasn't a, a huge fan of Jackie's in the same uh, breath that obviously, uh, Branch Ricky was, but Walter Ma- O'Malley was also smart enough to know what he did mean to the team. But you know, I don't think Walter was going to do him a ton of favors if if it, if it was something along those lines. And well, and I, I think Walter not not the favorite of most people from Brooklyn probably <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moved, yeah. moved the team out. That was, I mean, yeah. nowadays the franchises change not not so frequently, but that was dramatic. You know, the yep. the, the 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 Dodgers and the Giants uh, in in, in uh, yeah, that was again probably necessary for making baseball a, a truly uh, the national pastime for all of America. But wow, that was you know it's a pity Jackie couldn't have uh, done that. But uh, you know, still a wonderful ten years of of, uh, of being a great player. And you know, they bumped him around at different defensive positions. And you know, he just he just apparently was such a multi-sport savant. You know that that you can put him anywhere, any sport, any position, and he'd be a star. That's, that's strong. But any modern day Jackie Robinson's that come to mind? I mean, there, there's some athletes that African-Americans that are criticized for speaking up too much and some that are speaking up not enough. Uh, Jackie Robinson, you know, kind of did it by his on-field performance and not, not based on, um, talking about it or making recommendations. He inserted himself into the fray and uh, sub, you know, subjected himself to a lot of abuse. You know, people forget that uh, 
you know, half the baseball games you play, half the every sport that you play, but baseball's playing several times a week and half the games are away games. So you're with uh, uh, not the home crowd. You're with the unfriendlies who may be concerned with uh, your, well, I mean, they're, they're not happy uh, when a great player adds uh, comes to a team. And then what, were you not a fan of uh, Campanella? Because when I mean, Campanella came in uh, shortly thereafter, and he was a dominant, dominant player, kind of a gentle giant, yeah. maybe. You know, and he also had a tragic uh, end, but he was another Brooklyn icon who also, I'm sure, was subjected to some abuse. But so why Jackie Robinson? And, and is there a soft spot for Campanella or is it is it all Jackie with you? And it's funny you mentioned Campy as he's referred in Brooklyn. So when if I had a teacher like insist I can't talk about Jackie Robinson, that was my plan B guy. I always uh, did Roy <laughs> Campanella. So uh, it was either it was Jackie Robinson until they told me no. And then I just pivoted uh, to Campy. And like you said, uh, tragedy there. And, um, you know, he would. Yeah, he was he was kind of my, you know, when you're from Brooklyn, you kind of embrace the history of all those guys. And, and, you know, you mentioned when, when the team left to the West coast, you know, my dad, obviously I wasn't alive yet, but my dad uh, still talks about it here all these years later, even at age 83. Uh, and just says it ripped the heart out of Brooklyn. People were crying in the streets and, and you think like a, you know, a president got assassinated or something of, of who knows what magnitude rather than a team leaving. But like he says, it, it, they were the, the heart of Brooklyn. Everyone, uh, just was the Brooklyn Dodger fans. And then when that news came down, it just, it really, uh, you know, hit everyone right, right in the gut. And, uh, you know, he, he said people were crying on the streets and, you know, he was, I, I, he was 19 at the time. And, uh, you know, he said he, he balled at, at 19 yeah. years old and not embarrassed to admit it, you know, but again, he's not upset. He's upset about the Dodgers leaving and it, it was traumatic, but it was it mostly about um, Jackie and less about Campy, and what about Pee Wee Reese and Duke Snyder? I mean, there were iconic names throughout that roster. I mean, yeah. Jackie the man for your dad in that same way? See, my dad was loved all, all of them because he watched them play, even, even got to interact with them coming out of the clubhouse, going to their cars after the game. Um, for me, that was it was too late. So what I was draw, drawn to, uh, especially in Jackie Robinson's case, is the person, the player, everything, like you said, in the open, just the everything that encompassed, you know, the persona of who Jackie was. For my dad, he loved Jackie, but he loved Carl Ferrillo and, and, you know, all those guys. Uh, I mean, he could tell you even about some of the lesser-known guys, George Shotgun Shuba and, and Preacher Rowe, Carl Erskine, and, and the like. Uh, for my dad, it was everybody. For me, who didn't have that connection of seeing them uh, on the field making plays or the interaction after games or before games, all I had was his stories, and then I related to the players of what they were in the grand scheme of life. And that's where Jackie, to me, rose to the top. You know, he's, his uh, hobby interest is strong, but, you know, he can't really have – I mean, it'd be really hard to get relic cards. It'd be really hard to get autograph cards because his autograph on the open market, he, you know, died yeah. in 72. I mean, I have some Jackie autograph stuff, but it's it was tough even yeah. in the 70s, you know, because he was yeah. a demand player. And, uh, you know, the new sets that are coming out, even when they do nostalgia, they, they, they he's, he's not in there. And so, you know, chasing his cards from his uh, playing career, there's no easy ones. Have no. you found any easy ones? No, I do have some some Jersey cards, including a one on one from uh, the Flawless line. Okay. Um, that, that if for anyone listening, if you listen to episode forty two, I actually talk about that card and how it came to my house. There's a little backstory there. Uh, 
But so I have some relic cards. Unfortunately, I don't have any autos. Um, you know, be nice. Uh, maybe someday. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. You know, and a lot of people don't really. You know, uh, he died at fairly young. Obviously, in October of '72, he was not in good health at the end. And so I don't think you know uh, signing autographs was something on the forefront of his mind. If you know him about Jackie the man, fairly modest uh, guy, kind of worried about everyone as a whole. And so he didn't have that sort of cockiness or fool himself. You know, we just watched the Jordan last dance. He was sort of, you know, the antithesis of that. And uh, so signing autographs, I'm sure he would do it and, and wasn't rude, but I don't think that was on the forefront of what he wanted to do when he woke up that day. I, I think he had bigger things. Uh, I'm sure he had bigger things in mind. Uh, with political issues and social issues, uh, even baseball issues. You know, he was he was commissioner of, of different leagues or uh, even helped uh, Major League Baseball in certain roles. And so, you know, I, I don't think he signed uh, as much as maybe certain other guys because he was just so active doing so many other things. That's probably true. I and mean, I think uh, I judge people, especially in the past, by how much respect their peers had for him. And like you said, he was in leadership positions, was was highly respected and you know, the thought of Jackie Robinson sitting down on a Saturday and knocking out 500 autographs for a promoter <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, see. And nowadays, I don't know, he'd, 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 he'd be rich, but uh, yeah. he already was rich in his, uh, in his impact and the relationship yeah. he had. So uh, that's enough for Jackie Robinson. Uh, thanks, John, for bringing us back into that, uh, that sphere. And um, we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode about a different topic, but uh, I hope you'll savor this one as, as John and I did. So thanks, John. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow.